finally find a way. I gotta get it. Tell me, do some throw your hands up. Holla if you wanna ask me. Let me ask y'all a question. I'm gonna ask y'all a serious question right now. I know for a foe for sure that your children did not sign up to be in this world. But where the fuck do you guys get off allowing the mother of your children to sign up to be the father and the mother? Y'all are putting women in very compromising situations these days. Y'all are doing shit that's out of pocket. A woman really don't need no money because a woman these days can really handle themselves to be 100% honest. Really all she needs to do is to be a fucking woman. She don't need to be the man neither. A mother can teach a son how to treat a woman, but she cannot treat a son how to be a man. That is on y'all. And with that being said, I am Kells. This is the Fat God Hour, and we are back. And over in front of me, we have Maria Monique. Hey, everyone. And to my left, we have Key Hoops. What's up? And we have a very special guest in the building with me, one of Chicago's own, Miss Janine Moore. How are you, young lady? I'm fine. Thank you. And y'all, look, I know I may come off a little, I know I may come off a little aggressive. And I get it, but right now the state that we're in inside of this world, with everything that's going on, a woman really needs you to fucking be there. You ain't gotta fuck with her, bro. You ain't gotta fuck with her. Just understand that a mother's job has become 24 fucking hours of a day, my nigga. Especially inside the sense now that we in this pandemic and you dealing with remote learning. So, so now if she got a job that she can't be at home, especially if she's an essential worker, that means she has to leave and come home and make sure her child's straight. And then if she do got to work from home, that means she has to also do her job and make sure her kids get their shit together. Mm -hmm. Y'all are becoming real life Wastes of space, my niggas. And I, and I mean that shit to the utmost. I, and I don't, I, don't, I don't mean no harm to the single fathers. Because I know it's a lot of single fathers out here. My brother Paul, he's a single father. And he, and he was a single father for years. But to be a woman as a single mother, that job is fucking tiresome, bro. It's tiresome. You don't know the mental anguishment that a woman goes through. And I don't understand because I'm not a woman, but I do sympathize. So, man, wake the fuck up. Get off that pussy shit. Look over at the woman that you with. And if she's okay with the fact that you are not taking care of your fucking children or being in your children's life, you, my nigga, are not with a woman. Hello? You are not with a woman. And I know y'all probably saying, like, oh, this nigga's on the panel with four women and it, no nigga, I was raised by a woman. I've had grandmothers, I got sisters, I got aunts. These kids need y'all, especially if y'all alive, especially if y'all around, stop letting these women be so addicted to moments. You know what moments all are? He he came by and dropped some money off. Oh, he got them for the weekend. No, nigga, take them for two, three weeks, a month. Give her a fucking break. 
to be able to get her ducks in a fucking row, you bird ass nigga. <laughs> Then you wonder why you say, oh man, she's bitter, or she's angry, or she's tired, and she's always emotional, my nigga, because she's doing your job and hers, plus the job that she's working at. She never gets a downtime. So I can sympathize sitting here with three women at this moment. I can. We got a whole lot going on in this world right now. We need fathers. We don't need baby daddies. That name should be deployed, man, especially right now in the world we live in. We are on the cusp of one of the worst elections in the fucking world. I don't even want to vote. I don't even want to vote right now. And y'all are not around to teach y'all kids about this shit. Y'all are not around to teach y'all daughters how to be appreciated by a man. Y'all are not around to teach y'all sons how to throw a football. That shit is fucked up. That's why a lot of this killing and shit is going on because these boys are being raised emotional. If you're living with a woman, all you really see is emotion. A woman don't supposed to be fucking Debo, my nigga. She's supposed to be Denise. Y'all bugging. And speaking of the election, I don't want to know who none of y'all in this room is voting for. But I just want to know y'all standpoint and y'all opinion on this election. Janine, can you please Give me your opinion on how you feel about probably one of the worst elections to ever go down right now. It's the lesser of two evils, basically. Mm. That's everybody's look on the situation take. It's it's the lesser of two evils. Like you got two, first of all, with all these young people in the world, all these people, you know, voting and the candidates are like in their seventies. Come on, man. I wouldn't want my grandmother running for president. So in my mind, I just feel like they're out of touch with what's going on now as far as um, everything. Everything. They they're out of touch. So for me to just, you know, cast my vote, it would be to get rid of the worst person. That's all. You know, I felt like um uh, Bernie Sanders was a, a good candidate, but again, he's like 80. So I think people looked at that, but they didn't really look at Trump's age or Biden's age. They're both in their 70s. Yeah. And what's going on now? Like, you, you need somebody young. That's like my grandmother telling me how to live my life. And she was born in 1920. Yeah. And I was born in the 70s. And, you know, now I'm in my 40s and she's telling me what she did. Well, Granny, mm, no. Granny, y'all ain't have cell phones, Granny. Exactly. It, everything is different. So to, to be voting, it's just, it's really sad. I think the whole situation is sad because it's just dividing the country. Thanks. Hey, my two queens are the, are the fat guy at our podcast right now. Can you guys turn your live cameras towards me right now, please? Hey, everybody on these live cameras right now, I need y'all to do me a favor. 
we're gonna hop off live. This is what I need y'all to do. Y'all watch our lives and y'all be a part of our lives every time we come on this show. So at this moment, I would like for you guys to go and I would like for you to subscribe at the Fat Guy Hour podcast on YouTube, Spotify, and iTunes. We're jumping off because now our conversations are personal. We give it to you in the public. We've given it to you for weeks. And now we need that support, y'all. We're trying to do something major. So with that being said, if y'all love us, how y'all love us, y'all support us, how y'all support us, go and subscribe right now to the Fat God Hour podcast on YouTube, Spotify, and iTunes, and they're off. You know, I wasn't around when when uh, when JFK was alive. But I don't know what that man did to get murdered, but I think he was being honest. And, and I and I just and I just want to ask you. I want to ask you, with you having children, that's coming into that cusp of age. How do you even? What am I looking for? How do you even motivate them to vote? Well, I mean, there are some benefits to voting. You know, when we talk about health care and. Uh your right to vote, you know, we weren't able to vote back during slavery times and things like that. So I think it's really important to go out there and exercise your right, even just from that standpoint alone. Facts. But when you do, what do you look for in a candidate? What do you look for in a candidate? Out of everything that's going on in this world right now, what do you look for in a candidate? If your candidate can't come on television and tell you, you know what, we're going to try to stop human trafficking, I don't want to fuck with a you. A candidate that's definitely for the people and for the issues that's going on, you know, in today's society, and that's going to change it. I think the whole you know, COVID thing was something that was purposely done. Mm -hmm. And of course, if I feel like if that, if Trump wins, you know, then it is going to go away. The cure is already out there. You never see him in a mask, never. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, nobody rich is dying from it. So mm -hmm. I would look for a candidate that wouldn't do like malice things to, you know, kill people. I know we haven't had a war in a long time and they say it could have been like him trying to put out population control or something like that, but it was just pure evil shit. I ain't gonna lie, I think the Popeye's chicken sandwich brought COVID. <laughs> really? <laughs> really? The chicken sandwich? Um, I'm gonna be blaming black people. Hey, no, that ain't said it shit. Was look, no, no, look, no, 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 you gotta think about it, right? <laughs> it wasn't all that to me. These motherfuckers sold $250 million worth of fucking chicken sandwiches. Wow. And the whole time, what we never looked at was the little simple post that was coming on, that was coming on like different sites and shit when they were saying, if you really want to learn how to kill people at a mass rate. Y'all, y'all were never seeing that shit. I mean, they said it was addictive and they were talking about the ingredients you know in like, the sandwich, you know, but I don't know. I don't know what was in the sandwich. Like I never really looked at the you know ingredients like, like was, that. I they didn't was basically saying it. that if you really want to kill Maybe. a mass group of people, get them addicted to something. And motherfuckers was real life. Like this was like, Stores were selling out. And I don't want to sound like a conspiracy theorist, but I'm just saying, if you really take a look at it, like stores was fucking crowded. There was a whole lot of shit going on. And I ain't never in my life seen that much chicken sold in damn my life. <laughs> so it's like, okay, so, so I'm asking you, 
you have a daughter that just turned 18 today. Happy birthday, baby. Happy birthday. And, Monique, and her name's Monique Charisse. Yes, Monique Charisse. Happy birthday. So, so I want to ask you to have a daughter that's 18, and this could be her first year actually registering to vote, to be able to vote. How do you motivate her? What do you do? Because young kids ain't young kids ain't thinking about that shit. Um, for me. Just over the years, I just, when it came to the election, I, the last time I voted was when Obama was in office, honestly. You know, so to me, I just feel like our vote is really a survey, a worldwide survey to see what people want. I honestly believe they already know who they're going to put in office. They just want to know what's on our minds. Mm. That's my opinion about it. Okay, so what do you do to motivate your daughter? I feel the same way Nakia do. You know, like, it took us, we had to fight to vote, you know? So go ahead and exercise your right, but then also know, too, whoever's getting in office really is not thinking about us, you know? All you can, the only person you can depend on is God. At the end of the day, he the one that controls everything. So we did have to fight for that. So go ahead and exercise your right if that's what you want to do. However, you can't be dependent on who's in office because at the end of the day, who actually controls your life is the man upstairs. Right. Yeah, and I think with the Republicans, especially the rich, they want to, you know, keep themselves richer. They're not yeah. worried about the poor too much. And so, and so how, and so how's the age bracket in your household? Um, my daughter's 21, okay. so she's voted before. My son just turned 17, but he'll be 18 before the elections. Okay. So they've been sending him stuff, his voter registration card and everything okay, like that. So and of course, when you're 18, you're excited to vote. I was. Mm-hmm. So I know um, he asked about it, so I don't know who he's voting for. I didn't ask him, but I know like he's excited about voting. When I was 18, I was excited about voting. And so I stuck my foot in my mouth the other day, right? My father was in the kitchen and he said, yo, he said, he said, uh, so are you going to vote? Dad, this is for you because you said that we need to talk about voting. <laughs> so this is why I did this, Kelvin Senior. Um, he said, who are you voting for? And I said, man, that shit really don't fucking matter, man. Who, who, who get in office? I said, at the end of the day, I said, I broke him down like all my, you know, all my thoughts about child trafficking and about how they trying to, you know what I'm saying, make pedophilia normal and all this shit. Mm-hmm. And then I had to go to the foot doctor to have surgery, and I got motherfucking Blue Cross Blue Shield. And I was like, damn. But then in that of me exercising my right to vote, that's how I got this goddamn health care. Mm-hmm. If the state see this, look, okay, all right, yes, I'm running the fact out of our podcast. Y'all, y'all been fucking this over for years, so shut up. Um, <laughs> but this is my thing, you know, like. <laughs> You know, it really, it really, it really bothers me because I don't see a candidate talking about real life shit. Talking about keeping the rich, rich people richer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's all like, it's really like to be on. honest. Like to be honest, homelessness is at a is at an all time fucking high right it now. It definitely is, mm-hmm. and it's gonna get worse. And I can't, I don't understand. It's definitely that. going to get worse. Mm-hmm. But all these empty houses, abandoned houses all over the place. Mm-hmm. It's like, you mean to tell me it's all these people on the street. You sitting here giving these rap artists TV reality shows no, and no, all no, that. No, they no. getting all this no. money. Fuck these rap artists. 
y'all just gave out over a trillion dollar stimulus. Mm -hmm. Y'all just gave the U.S. Postal Service $25 billion. Yeah. With that being speaking about the homeless, yes, next Sunday, y'all, I'm telling y'all, on the 30th Sunday, the Fat Guy Hour podcast is doing a pull-up and feed the homeless drive. If you would like to support, you are more than welcome to come out to support. It don't matter. Between $1 to $50, you could bring a pan of chicken. You could bring some potato salad from Jules. It really don't matter. We are just trying to make somebody that feels inhuman, human again. That's all we're trying to do. We're just trying to spread the love. It's the Fat Guy Hour podcast, first annual pull up and feed. And right now we're gonna go into our first sponsor and that is Sashes For You by Miss Key Hoops. Bust it down, lady. All right, so I can be found on Facebook, uh, exclusively your, exclusively your Sashes For You or my website, www.etsy.com slash shop slash Sashes For You. Make tutus, dresses, costumes, denim, um, apparel, I accent denim, and I do shoes, towels, pretty much anything you need. I and, gotcha. And you just got on IG, right? I just got on IG. Sashes for you. And she do Build it for the page up. And she do it for the plus side, lady. So BBWs, don't be afraid to get in that tutu and get in trouble. Ah. That's right. <laughs> My girl shit. <laughs> okay, so look, right. I don't know if y'all been seeing over the course of like the last month or so. This female rapper by the name of Meg Thee Stallion, you know, uh, savage, classy, bougie, ratchet. Um, I I I like her music. I don't like the message. The reason why I'm being because she tried to teach these young girls how to be strippers and how to be whores. But at the end of the day, she got a whole college degree. So what's wrong with you rapping about that? But they had to do it because at the end of the day. Niggas like A-Ball and MJG came out with slop on my knob. Like point on it. So so it's like sex sales, right? Mm -hmm. So she was apparently in a relationship with little nigga uh, Tory Lanez. So now that she was in a relationship, comes out and from what is happening and from what my knowledge is, is that he allegedly shot her twice, once in both feet. So look, <laughs> I, I want to know, I want to know, is it real life two sides to every story? Because of course. I just don't think for one second that this man just decided to shoot on, you got to be mad to shoot a motherfucker in one foot, but you got to be, hold up, speaking of feet, I am so sorry to cut. Johnny on the spot, what's going on? Johnny on the spot has a partial fracture, y'all. He's not on the show today. He, he fractured his ankle, and bro is not here. We love you, bro. Hope to get you back here soon. Get a speedy recovery. Stay off that foot. Ice it and come back, brother. I love you. Prayer's going on. So, oh, snap. Miss Dominique is on the show. Dominique, this is Miss Janine Moore. This is Miss Fancy hey, Dominique. Her, her car overheated, but now she is here, ladies and gentlemen. Mm -hmm. Welcome, so so look, welcome. I I kind of feel like you gotta be, you gotta be real pissed off to shoot a motherfucker in both feet. <laughs> like like, 
you know, and he a little nigga, so I don't know if maybe he was in there getting his, you know, maybe the stag in the motherfucker, she like six foot one. <laughs> and Tory Lane's like five. Five. Five nothing. Five. <laughs> five. Five dollar. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he was probably in his truck getting his ass whooped. That's what the rumor is. That's what the rumor is? Yeah, that, I mean, also, that she was whooping on him. Oh, okay. I don't, I don't know. That's just what the rumor was, that she was whooping on him and then got out the car. He got out the car, chased her, shot her. Could it be bad aim also? Because when I was reading about it, it was a semi-automatic weapon. What? I mean, those are kind of hard to control <laughs> when you think about a semi-automatic. I read that um, she gone. was messing with, um, he was messing with her best friend first. And the best friend ended up getting COVID. The best friend ended up Having, couldn't go to the party and stuff or even be around people. So Meg started messing with Tory Lane. And I guess they got into it. But you know, you miss drugs and alcohol. I know they yeah. were fucked up at this party. So it just went from one extreme to another. But I'm just saying, though, I don't know. how mad you got to be to shoot somebody in the yeah. pinky toe. In the feet twice. <laughs> I ain't gonna shoot you on one for it, bitch. I'm gonna pop you on both of them. Cause you think you're running shit. <laughs> like, 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 real shit. Like, 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 bro, you that mad? Like, I honestly think that she was whooping his ass. She might have been. But if that's the case, then exercise the same right that Rima would do, which is call the police if you feel like your life is in danger. It's still domestic violence. It's still yeah, abuse. Yeah. You know, no Jets, matter which way it goes. Jets. Right. But then that would ruin his career. How? Because they would look at him as a punk. He's like a thug R&B type of dude. So then first you get beat up by a girl. Then you call the police and tell on her, man, his career would be dead. Okay, so it's better for him to shoot her. No, it wasn't better for him to shoot her. His career is dead right now because out of all of it, you chose to shoot a female. Exactly. So either way it went, he could have spoke on a lot that a man don't. A lot of men don't speak up on a lot of things because they're afraid of being looked at as weak. And, yeah. you know, he could have probably started a movement for a lot of men to be able to speak up on things because <laughs> I'm just saying. I agree. You, but sorry, it, it also know. depends on the type of dude. I'm you know sorry. what I'm saying? I just, I just caught a visual of niggas marching down the street. <laughs> <laughs> like, no more abuse. Like, for real. Like, like I'm sorry. Like, you, but you know what? And a lot of people may be mad at me for saying this, but females play their part in it. My thing is, don't attack him and then play victim when he attack you back. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's not cool. I I used to be that person. I grew up, I got five brothers, I got hella cousins. I say whatever I want out my mouth and I will swing whenever I want to because I know if anything happened, they coming for your ass. But I had to learn the hard way. When you swing on a man, he only gonna take so much before he swing back. Mm-hmm. And them punches hurt. And he ain't gonna be worried. And, and, and you got some niggas out here like me. Go get your brother. <laughs> Go get all of them. Um, they gonna be mad at you. Cause I'm gonna shoot all of them. This is what I felt like happened with Chris Brown and Rihanna. I knew she hit him. And yeah. it didn't come out till later when he did the little documentary yeah. that she hit him first and she attacked him. Yeah. But he never said anything when it first happened. She told, she told Chris Brown he couldn't dance. 
<laughs> Shut up. Chris Brown wowed out that bitch. <laughs> Shut up. You a mess. I can't with you. But again, that's like I just was watching that on um, Marriage Bootcamp with Tahiri and her guy Vado. She hit him in the face with two apples, and I mean, she didn't like toss them at. She full force threw two apples in the face with him and. It hit him in the face. I heard through the camera the first one hit his face. The second one, he blocked a little bit. But they made her the victim so bad, like, oh, we getting him out of here. Oh, when he finally, they, they, he, cause he, he let it, you know, fester. Hmm. And then they came back around with it. And they was, she was basically saying that it was his fault. He snapped out. He choked a little bit. You know what I'm saying? But you had all them people there, all the security. So just a little bit, just choked a little bit. But then they act like he was such a monster and she was this helpful, un- helpless victim. And I'm like, no, she not. Make her apologize. You know, let her see her part in it. You hit mm-hmm. that man in the face with an apple. That's not a soft fruit. Hell you ever no. been hit with an apple? Even a rotten apple hurt. And, and you, now it's, oh, she he should have never, there's no excuse, there's no no, 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 no. Yeah, but make her pay for her part in it, too. Right. He was wrong, but make sure that she know that you was wrong, too. Absolutely. That is not cool. I don't I don't condone that. Look, if it, even when it comes to my nephews, my cousins, whoever, if, if a female hits you and you feel like you don't want to hit her back, call me, I hit her. Yeah, see, but this is the thing, though, too, like... You know, when you in this world and you're, you know, and you famous, motherfuckers is outside your door at two o'clock in the morning. They waiting, With on, cameras, you to, yeah, they waiting right. on you to come out. They waiting to catch fucking anything. So it's like a lot of times, like you, you, you have to really be careful on what the fuck you do. But we as being regular civilians have to understand that these people are human too. Right. And they from the hood just like us. Yeah. They 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 bring people who have nothing they and give them money. everything. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. Just, they just got money. Yeah, and now, right. now you want to put them on this pedestal like, oh, you're a role model, you are this, you are that. Okay, but you still you still a regular person that came from the hood that had mm-hmm. a talent. Now you got a little money. Now they're expecting you to be this perfect human being. When you not, when you react like how you was raised. We don't know mm-hmm. that man history. We don't know how he was raised. We don't know how many women then whooped on him. He a little dude. We don't know how many women then whooped on him and he didn't have his final straw and Meg just happened to be the and, straw and that money, broke the camera and money, back. And money and money changed a lot because money really honestly turned you to the person that you fucking are. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, especially when you got it and now you live in this life and you move in a certain type of way and, and, and a motherfucker decide to put their hands on you like, so it's like, to me, it's like, he kind of like really in a rock in a hard place because his career would have been over regardless. If right. he would have called the police. Damned if you do, damned if you don't. He damned if he do, he damned if he don't. So, hey, he took the, the highest role that he could possibly take and, hey. He just watched Hollow Nights one too many times. Like, you know what? And shot it in the pinky toe. You know what? <laughs> Bitch, you ain't never finna twerk again. Watch this. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, you ain't never finna twerk a day in your life. This finna be your last WAP performance ever. <laughs> like, so, you know, I mean, I don't, you know, and, and, and it's kind of how I look at, like, too, as being being regular people. Being, being just regularly us, middle-class people that wake up every day, go to work, and do their jobs. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, 
our our lives are not televised. If that shit would have happened in the hood, nobody would have gave a fuck. No, nobody would have cared. That shit. Nobody would have gave a fuck. And a lot of times, like you know, in a state of it, you know what? I'm sorry. To my goat, Kobe Brian, Kobe being Brian. Happy birthday, my bro. Happy birthday. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday, Kobe. Kobe, I watched when Mike left the NBA, bro, and you held that torch as one of the realest motherfuckers to ever grace a basketball court, dog. You went through trials and tribulations. You went through dealing with weak teams, and you fought through that shit, dog. You went through the media saying that you was weak without Shaq. You went through a rape charge with your wife, bro. You went through a whole fucking lot, my nigga. And at the end of the day, it still bothers me that they compare Michael, they compare LeBron James to Michael Jordan, and they forget about a Kobe Bean Bryant. How do you skip over the Black Mamba? How do you skip over? 81 points. How do you skip over 61 points in this last game? How do you how do you skip over that for LeBron James? How? And then and then bro, I ain't even go stunt to you. I'm hurt that you don't and I don't even know you. But the way that you left this world, bro, was the only way that I could possibly think that you could leave this world. Because I didn't really think it was nothing that could kill a black mamba. So so a, so so a helicopter crash was probably the only way that they was gonna be able to take you out. So with that being said, my goat, one of the greatest of all time, Kobe being Bryant, Mr. 24-8. And tomorrow's your day. It's 8-24 tomorrow. Yeah, it is. It's 8-24 <laughs> tomorrow. And you one of the greatest. So with that being said, on the Fat God Out podcast, to Mr. Kobe being Bryant, brother, rest in peace and happy birthday to you, my brother. Happy birthday. But even inside of him, you know, when that when that when that rape shit came out, yeah, it goes back to being a public figure. Right, you're always being watched. You know, it's not just public figures; regular people be watched. Like you, if you're in a happy relationship and you out here living in your life, man, in your business, it's a hater watching you, waiting for you to do something, waiting to see something, so that they could text somebody they know that can tell on you. I when I when I was in my last relationship, my last serious relationship, I couldn't do anything without somebody calling this man or texting this man to tell him something. I'm like, most of the times I wasn't even doing anything. But before I could get home to tell him how my day was, he already knew because somebody had already called him who saw me to tell him how my day went. Hey, mm. hey yeah, see, but a lot of times I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you what's so crazy about a lot of this shit is, is that we talk too fucking much, <laughs> like, like for real, like, you know, we be in relationships and we get into it with somebody and the first thing we wanna do, like we get into it with our spouse, we wanna go run into our home girl. True. Click to post stuff up on social media. Mm-hmm. Tell you know what I'm saying? Business. You know, and, and it's and it's nuts because it's like 
it ain't nobody business what the fuck be going on between you and your guy. Nope. Like, like if you if 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 you and this nigga got into an argument and 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 you caught some numbers in his fucking phone, and you go off and you tell your sister and you tell your mama and you tell your cousin, and then two weeks later y'all back together. Guess what's gonna happen? They gonna look at you like you fucking stupid, mm-hmm. and they gonna look at him like he ain't shit. But guess who's gonna be getting talked about? Show ass. And the first thing gonna come out your mouth is, "I'm grown. Stay out of my business." No. You brought your business to me. So do we just shut the fuck up? Like, no. Well, I'm gonna someone... say something about that too. You have to know who you're talking to. Mm-hmm. I have friends that when I'm uh, in relationship okay. problems, I will call and be like, "Gee, this is what happened. Did I do something wrong? Could I could correct it myself or anything else in that nature?" Mm-hmm. Now, putting things on social media—that's a totally different ball game. You letting the whole world know. Hell no, that's but, a I don't ball think, game. but I don't think mm-hmm. it's anything wrong <laughs> as a woman. Or even as a man, because sometimes men will keep the things to themselves and they're not able to correct themselves because nobody is telling them or holding them accountable for the things that they do. Right, like that so, wasn't right. Right, so it's like, I, I think it's okay for you to be open about it because sometimes you can't talk to your mate about it because your mate is not seeing where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. And then at that time, you might not be seeing where your mate is coming from. Right. So when you do talk to the right person, they're able to open up your eyes and be like, okay, look now. You was wrong in that area and you was wrong in that area. Hey, so yes, you have to be mindful of who you're talking to. Hey, look, you don't know what's so crazy? That's why a lot of times I think it's, it's, it's suitable for a man to have a friend that's the opposite sex mm-hmm. and for a woman to have a friend that's the opposite sex. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times, if I go to one of my homeboys with a relationship problem, Man, fuck that shit, bro. We finna go out and drink this bottle and fuck these bitches, G. Right. But then again, you, know, you gotta be, you gotta know who you're talking so to. So if I, but but no, I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying to tell you, like, man, look, what's your what's your homeboy that you've been kicking it with when you were single? See that you got a motherfucking problem in your relationship. He's automatically ready to like throw your girl under the bus. <laughs> Like I'm, I'm being, I'm being 100 honest. But it's good to have like a woman friend, a woman friend, yeah. a woman friend, a woman friend to be like, hey, look, you know what I had did, so and so, so and so. That's that's true. I I call my male best friend all the time when I'm having relationship issues. Like, hey, th- look, this is what happened. Da 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 da. You know. I know I might not been 100% right, but, you know, tell me what you think about the situation. But also, when it comes to your relationship, you can't just tell people the bad stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? If you constantly telling them everything negative they did, they're going to hate your mate. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? When the reason you're sticking around is because of the good times, mm-hmm. when things ain't mm-hmm. bad. But they don't know what that's like. So they don't like him because they think that you living in misery. When mm-hmm. reality, you not. You got to tell them more than just the bad stuff. You got to tell them the good stuff, too, so that they can give you an honest opinion. Like, well, he's a good dude. You know what I'm saying? This was a mistake. Y'all need to have this conversation, do this, do that. And you can be unbiased to the situation. Because when it's my friend, of course, I'm going to always take my friend side because I love my friend. And it's us against him. Yeah, but you no, know? no, no. See, yeah, if you're a real friend, you... It's, 
your friend should be able to accept the fact that you're telling them that they wrong. Yeah. So if you take and they sad all the time, it's like, are you really my friend? If right. you just going to be there every time I, you know, mess up and not tell me I messed up. No, I'm still Honey. saying telling that person that they messed up. Right. No, I'm not saying it like that. No, I'm saying like you can still still tell that person that they messed up, Man. but I'm still on your side. I you see you. what I'm saying? Like you could, money, I got you. girl, you was wrong. Mm -hmm. You know, I still, you, he my wasn't right girl, neither. I you my homegirl, I love you, but you, but was, you, was, you was wrong, you right. know? And and let and let you know that you was wrong, and then see the other side of it. I'm saying like not jumping into it like he did. What to you, girl? He ain't shit. Fuck him. Blah, 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 blah. Let's go. Nah. Okay. Let 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 me talk to you and take. Nah, nah, G. That wasn't right. And another thing I could say that really helps me out a lot too. Like I have a lot of um, friends that I'm married. Mm -hmm. So speaking to my married friends really help out a lot too because they've been in relationships for a long time mm -hmm. and they just basically know what type of advice to give you because they're not going to steer you wrong as well. Right. So, Yeah, but I just I just kind of feel like, like, I ain't going to lie, like, I remember when I first got into my relationship, right? Like, I knew at that very moment for me, for me to make, my relationship work, I needed female friends. I needed female friends because at the end of the day, like I know what's gonna keep me in line. You know what I'm saying? Like I like like I know I'm I'm not gonna lie. I'm not a perfect nigga. And I step out of bounds like a motherfucker. Like I'm talking about I I fucking I I travel when I pivot. <laughs> habitual line stepper. You know, right. I, I'm a habitual line stepper sometimes. And sometimes you be real life needing that female friend and be like, hey G, look. Because because I got homeboys that be like, man, nigga, no, I ain't, ain't, ain't did nothing wrong. What the fuck you talking about? She ain't, you know what I'm saying? It's all right. And you know, and you know what? That wasn't enough. Hey, Janine, that wasn't enough. It was just that. I, I don't know, Calvin. I think it's all a matter of just knowing who you're talking to. Because even going back to what you said with married people, it's a lot of married people today that I personally so know that don't respect marriages. You know, don't respect the boundaries. Right. That's right. true. Things of marriage. So you and just really have to know who you're talking to. And there's men right. out there, too. It's really good men out there that will tell their homeboys right. Yeah. You just yeah. got to know exactly who. It's like, it's some girlfriends that I have. I won't tell them a doggone thing. Right. You, you'll know a little bit, a little bit. But when it comes to like deep, deep what I'm dealing with and I really yeah. need somebody to talk to and I really need somebody to like get that advice to somebody that's going to uplift me at that moment, I know who to call. Yeah, you know, so genuine and they have to be happy within their own situation. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, if they miserable, baby. What, yes. What Dominique <laughs> said, when you said um, about uh, venting to your friends and things like mm. that, some women find it hard to tell their friends the good things because their friends are living in misery. Mm -hmm. Or mm -hmm. they don't want their friends to be jealous or they don't want to feel like they're bragging. No. So again, you know, who you well, talk yeah, to. It depends on who you talk to. You got no, you you to know your friend. friend. Yep. Because if you got a friend that you can't tell about your happy times when you when you happy, when you going through the good friend. stuff, that ain't your friend. If I can only tell you the bad things and, and, and things that make me miserable, because you miserable, then you not my friend. Because I need you to champion me when I'm doing good. Just like I'm a champion you right. when you doing mm -hmm. good. You know what I'm saying? Right. I shouldn't have to uh, push back or mellow down my happiness 
just so I can be your yeah. friend. You know what I'm saying? That's mm-hmm. not that's not it. But then right. you already know who your real friends are, though. We're exactly. not crazy. The sad you part people don't know. Like, well, a lot of they times people don't know. know. You know what? That's true. So, I had a friend. Sometimes, sometimes we don't know. So, sometimes, sometimes these these motherfucking wolves come in sheep's clothing, mm-hmm. and they sit and they listen to you because look. All right, key example the other day. You know, so y'all y'all you know what I'm saying it's just crazy. Last year, this, this time I was in Facebook jail. I'm in Facebook jail now, but I was scrolling the other day, right, and. It was this post and it was a video and it was like showing like if your homeboy or homegirl got your back. Mm-hmm. So this black couple was on there and dude girl called his homeboy and was like, yeah, I was wondering, you know, uh, you know, where Jeff was at, you know, because he didn't come home last night. And the dude was like, hey, Jeff, uh, Jeff in the living room knocked out. We was out last night drunk mm-hmm. the whole time. Jeff was standing right next to her, but Jeff right. was like applauding that shit. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. My nigga got my back, switched over to a white couple. The white dude called his girl, homegirl, and was like, yeah, you know, Crystal didn't come home last night, and I was just thinking that maybe she was out with another guy. You know, have you seen her? This bitch was like, maybe she is. (laughs) But what are you doing? Wow. Wow. Well, if she's out, then maybe I can come over there and kick it with you. What? And she was like, and she was like, Whatever the girl name was, and she hung up quick as hell. He was like, man, I'm so sorry, babe. Wow. So a lot of times, motherfuckers don't understand. When you brag on your relationships a lot, and you go and tell your homegirl or your homeboy about your girl. what you got. Yeah. They they be plotting because they ain't got it. Mm -hmm. That's true. But what makes them think that they gonna gain something by doing something dirty like that? Like, honestly? Because it happens. That's what people do. Because to be honest, shit happens. And a lot of times, if shit breaks off on a fucked up situation, a a nigga just may go out here and fuck your homegirl. And you know and what? She that could be because true. you've been telling them. And that could be true, but don't think their relationship is going to be all peaches and creams because the way it, it ended up, they might still be together, have children and everything else, but somebody in their relationship is not going to be happy. And more likely it's going to be her. I'm just saying. Like, it, I, I just can't see people just gaining things off of being evil. It's yeah. true. And, you can't and, build and, happiness on somebody else's misery. But people yeah. actually do that. People they do, do but you you're not crazy but you you but you don't really really understand like the dynamics of somebody's relationship like i learned when i was a teenager that telling telling certain people the sexual experiences that i've had with my mate was a bad idea because the first opportunity she got to experience that that ex- experience what i was experienced she took it now this was my friend a hey, hundred hey, grand Hey, hey, look, I stayed, I stayed across the hall. Me and my ex-wife stayed across the hall from this chick. I'm not gonna give out names. Christy Johnson. <laughs> and, and so look. And, and 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 Christy would and Christy would and Christy would I would go to work because I worked a night job at Walmart as a stalker. And Christy would tell my girl, I would tell my ex-wife all the time that I wasn't shit. All the fucking time. But when my ex-girl wasn't around, she was trying to throw me that monkey like, like it was nothing. And when I would tell my ex-wife this shit. And why did I get married stuff? She would honestly think that I was, that I was, that I was bullshitting, that I was, that I was playing. 
So when the relationship was over, and I'm all the way up here in Chicago, and I'm away, and 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 I'm and I'm from Danville, and I look up at like two o'clock in the morning, I got a whole pussy in my inbox, and it's from her. Like, yeah, you know, you've been really wrong this, you know. And the first thing I did was screenshot it and send it to my ex-wife. Like, bitch, I told you. Why is it that women will believe the other woman but not their man? And know. sometimes the man ain't even dirty. Did you don't, see the video of the guy and the girl when the chick was trying to get with him and she told the girlfriend that they slept together and oh, this, yeah. that, and the other? And then they put the girl on video and she was like, well, I lied because I wanted him and I didn't think that you deserved him. And the whole time she was calling him liars and cheaters. And he kept saying, I was telling you. So why is it that you don't believe your man? Like, right. what is it? She didn't say he cheated on her before or mm -hmm. you got tendencies because people call me. I'm trying to figure out why won't you believe your man? I yeah. think that's a learned behavior. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I think that's a, a learned behavior for, for so long we're taught that men are liars when it comes mm. to relationship. If they can get over, they're going to get over. That men are liars. And you you put that train of thought in your head. Even if you got a good man and he ain't never cheated on you, he ain't never did nothing, your mind is already trained to believe your homegirl. Mm. Because yeah. you think, my homegirl got my sis. back 100 grand. She right. ain't going to lie. But you got a reason to lie because you don't want me mad at you. But she ain't got a reason to lie right. not knowing. She do got a reason to lie because she want what you and got. she definitely is lying. And that's, that's what, what I was saying. just, yep, I was going to get right into that. That girl in that guy code stuff, that whole, the way society portrays it is, you know, you're supposed to roll with your homies over your partner. And that's just bull. You know what I'm saying? I, you got to really know who you dealing with. Like I'm saying, if you really know your partner, I did you that. know they're not out there like that. Why would you feed into that? You, you got to think if a little deeper. If a nigga deeper, ever come like, out his mouth and say bros over hoes, that nigga's gay. Miserable. <laughs> <laughs> like for real, I can never. I don't look. I'm, I'm the type. You, you got to give me proof. Yeah. But a lot of times it don't it don't happen like that, especially in black relationships. What we do is we run to our mama and we run to our friends, and and sometimes that knowing who you talking to, that's that's bullshit because it's like you don't you're you're really in a fucked up position, so you're really trying to vent. So if I'm sitting on the phone with you for four or five days and we talking and we talking and we friends and we friends and we do this shit every day and every morning and then all of a sudden. I get into it, like with my chick, the first person I'm finna call is you. Mm -hmm. Not knowing that you're gonna be like judgmental, you know what I'm saying? Because you be wanting that back, but at the same time, you never really know who you can really turn to to fucking talk to. It's a matter of knowing that person's agenda that sometimes, right. like a lot yeah. of times, people don't even need to be talking to somebody else about their relationship problems. Because really the whole mm -hmm. time they could be trying to, you know what I'm saying, build up to, Look for their opportunity to get in. Oh. Yeah, you have you have you to have know, to know your friends, and it's sometimes it's even hard to know your friends. I had a friend that I was friends with for sixteen years, not even knowing for ten of those years she hated me. Hmm. I found out for with through another friend that she had been talking about me behind my back for a year, and my question to her was. Why didn't you tell me? Because wow. I've been talking to you for a year, mm -hmm. and you not one time did you tell me. Even if you didn't come straight out and tell me, you could have told me like, man, I don't think you she your friend like you think she is. Wow. You may want to watch what you say to her. You ain't gave me a hint or nothing. So guess what? Both of y'all was weak links. It hurt my feelings something off. I ain't never felt the hurt like that in all of my life. We grew up together. You know what I'm saying? Our families are intertwined. Her cousin is my best friend. Her, her 
my um her cousin's daughter is my goddaughter. Like we've been friends 15 years and for 10 years you done hated me, not because of nothing I did, but because you were jealous of the friendship that I had with your cousin and the confidence that I had in myself, mm. because as a big girl, I know that I'm still attractive. Baby, I see it. But you mm. <laughs> but you don't have the confidence that I have. So you hate me for it. And you've been doing stuff to me for 15 years and I didn't believe anybody. You a lie. This is my homegirl, A1 from day one, a hundred grand. You a lie. I, I ain't believing what nobody got to say. It's sad. Until I seen it myself, my it hurt my heart so bad. 15 years. Who pretends to be somebody's friend for 10 years and you hate them? For no other reason than the fact that I am not depressed and sad about the fact of me being a big girl. Sometimes, um, with situations like that is God moving people out of your way. And you think a person is your friend and the other people around, like you said, aren't mm -hmm. telling you or even saying something to the other person. Hey, don't talk about her to me. That's my girl. Right. They're not saying none of that, but they still going along with the, mm -hmm. so God will reveal it to right. you so you can get rid of that person, get rid of that person. It, and that's just, exactly just what the way it should be. I don't hate them. I don't got no begrudges against oh. neither one of them. Yeah. We was we was good friends for a long time. I just don't mess with y'all no more. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I got I hold no grudges. I still got mad love for y'all. I don't want to see y'all hurt. I still want to see y'all succeed. Mm -hmm. But I'm just not gonna be there to celebrate with you. I I don't hate you. I just don't fuck with you. Some mm -hmm. people are just there for your season and to also develop your character. Hey, so look, right? I ain't did yeah. this in a while on the Fat God Out podcast, and I'm gonna do it right now because I ain't did it in a while. Stories from my ex. I knew that's what it was. Mm -hmm. <laughs> do we all get to see that? Uh, you said, do we all do get, we get all a story from my ex? You say uh -huh. what? You got a story? You can kick it off. You can kick it off. Story? Baby, I'm 46. You, you could imagine the stories that I have. What's okay? his name? He did, so I don't want to. You don't want to do it? I'll Maybe do the it. initials. I'll do it, and this is like, this was my first kid's father. My first oldest three kids. Okay. Mm -hmm. He took me to hell, back back down to hell, uh -huh. and dropped me off and left me, like the rocket ship love, right there in hell. I was like, but I knew who he was after a while. So if I stayed and kept having babies, that's my fault. But some of the situations that we went through, okay, I was pregnant with my second son. And we lived in an apartment in Beverly. I prayed to God. I'm going to tell you how awesome God is. He hear you and know what you want. I said, Lord, I want to live in Beverly. You know, I have the money for the houses and stuff, but mm -hmm. I want to live in this neighborhood because this school over here is excellent. And I want my daughter to get in this school. She about to be in first grade, yada, yada, yada. So I get over there. She goes to Sutherland. She went to Sutherland first, second, and third grade. Okay. Uh, he and I weren't together the first year, but... Um, I started messing with him. Mind you, I got back with him after he came to my house, kicked my door off the hinges, hit me in my face where my whole face was swollen, and we fell on my daughter and broke her arm. Oh my DCFS God. took my kids from me, and after a while, you know, I had to build everything mm -hmm. back up. My mother and her situation that has something to do with that's another story. But mm -hmm. she was fighting to try to keep my kids away from it, not the right reasons. But I kept praying. I said, Lord, I know I'm right. I got with the wrong person. Okay, fine. So he did all that to me. And you know what stupid did? Let the wounds heal and got back with this nigga. 
and got pregnant the third time. And when I got pregnant the third time, he was so grimy and dirty mm -hmm. to the point where I was like, you know what, stupid. And my cousin kept trying to tell me because he would steal my car. Like, mind you, I'm pregnant. I got mm -hmm. a car. I'm going to work. I'm making good money. I'm paying the rent. I'm doing everything. Mm -hmm. And you still in my car. Come to find out. Well, I knew before then, but he was getting high. So he's still in my car in the middle of the night. Mm -hmm. I get up. I got to go to work. My car is gone. One day. I was in the car pregnant with my third baby and I was with a friend and we rode to the projects because I was like, I need to find my car. Lo and behold, we get around the corner. There he is with some lady sitting in the front seat and some dude in the back. They eating and doing all kinds of stuff. I grabbed the, the door. Imagine the car's in my name. Now I'm paying mm -hmm. the note. The lady was looking at me like, bitch, who are you? This is my car. This nigga drove off and almost dragged me down the street, man. I'm pregnant with his baby. He drove off with my car. I don't mean no harm. What's his name? He did. What's his initials? MJ. I mean, ML. ML. That's his ML. Mm. Michael Lewis. I'm sorry. <laughs> I am sorry that you are known, my brother. Nobody deserves to die, but you're a complete fuck nigga for that. Yeah, he was really horrible. And I built myself up from that. And after, you know, after the third baby and they got older and stuff, I had to, I didn't really, honestly, get my mind and my shit right until after my six-year-old was born. And she, honestly, because I was like, you know what? I can't depend. You want the father to be there and help and this, that, and the other. And my father was an intricate part of my life. My dad made sure that I was straight, no matter what these niggas was doing. My father made sure me and my kids were straight. He kind of had an attitude like, fuck these niggas. You don't need them. Uh, you get the right one. But right. I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to make sure you straight. When my father died, he died uh, right before my before I got pregnant with my six-year-old. My six-year-old father is always on Facebook taking care of other children when school starts, buying book bags and having fairs and this, that, and the other. What's his and name? Yada, yada. Oh, his name is uh, Alfred Jackson. Goddamn Alfred Jackson, you ain't shit. Right now, the fat guy on our podcast family want to let you know, Alfred Jackson, you is a motherfucking... You the scum of the earth. How about that shit? Right here on the Fat God Hour right now. Janine Moore, you know what? God damn! It's what I'm telling y'all about the Fat God Hour. We do our truth and we and we and we have our truth, man. And we and it's and it's what I mean by y'all fellas out here doing fuck shit. Knowing y'all having children by these women, but y'all to be so quick to take care of some other kids like my nigga. On a, on, a, on a real life serious note, out of all these single mothers y'all done made out here, do you know, I'm gonna I'm break something down for you that might be a little bit heartfelt right now because we down our last six minutes. Do you know one of your sons could have killed one of your other sons, my nigga? Hmm. Just off out here nutting in women, bro, and skeeting, bro, and, and bouncing, bro. Do you know right now that one of your sons probably look at their other son like an op, my nigga, and don't even know they brothers, my nigga? Because this is how small the world is, bro. Mm -hmm. Do you know it's a possibility that your son is probably fucking your daughter right now, bro? Because how small the world is, bro. Mm -hmm. This is what I mean by holding your fucking accountability and understanding, man, that 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 we need to start protecting our women and understanding that 
a woman is so fucking powerful. When she tells you that she is tired, my nigga, she is real life tired. It is not a game. A woman can run off of fumes. You know how when you in a car and you driving and you hit E mm. and that light is on, but you know you still got 24 miles until this bitch cut off? Mm -hmm. Like a woman run that bitch to about 40 miles. And in the midst of running them 40 miles, my nigga, she cry. And then she smile. And then she cry. And then she smile. She say, I'm all right. And then she cry some more. And then she keep driving. When she tells you that she is tired, when she tells you that she's exhausted, believe her, bro. Because it's not a game. We are not stronger than women. I am sorry for number one, because I can't see nowhere on my body that I can push out a child, my nigga. I don't, I don't, I don't see. And I'm in a room full of women, six, three, four. You ain't never had none, but you done had a pole. <laughs> so I know how strong women is, bro. Like, y'all gotta understand, man. Stop leaving these women to fend for themselves. No, I stand corrected. Stop leaving our black women to fend for themselves. It's time for them to be a little bit weak. And I don't mean in the sense of being weak. I mean just in the sense to let that fucking wall down and just be woman. They deserve it. They really fucking deserve it. All fucking jokes aside. I watched my mother carry my father on her back with two children for years, plus a business. And my mother left this world tired. Give them the fucking respect that they deserve. Because right now what you're doing, you fucking it up for the next nigga that want to move in. Because I ain't got no problem being a stepdad. I really don't. But you are fucking it up for the man that has no children, that wants to deal with a woman that has children, that don't want to have any more children. Because you, my sir, are a fuck nigga. With that being said, this is the Fat God Hour. That is Maria Monique. That is Janine Moore. That is Dominique Miss Fancy. Key Hoops. It is four ladies and a fucking gentleman. And we out. Peace out. Peace out.